Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the TMI podcast, Technology and Media Information. I am Zach here with Dennis and Brendan. How are you guys doing? Sup? Hello. And we have one very special guest today. We're joined by one of our friends, Jack. What's up, Jack? Hey, what's up? Peace. And, uh, yeah, so we've got a bunch of cool stuff coming out of the tech world this week. Some things from Tesla. We've got news from AMD. We've got stuff from Samsung. We've got stuff from SoundCloud. All very exciting things going on. Some people are upset. Some people are happy. And we've got gaming news. We have Star Wars news coming to Disney and a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, Jack, how about you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about, say, what's your favorite game that you're playing right now and a favorite movie? Yeah, so I'm Jack. I'm also a college student like the uh, like these other three uh, fine gentlemen. Um, let me say what's the first question you asked. Uh, what my favorite video game I've been playing right now? I've been playing a bit of Apex Legends, and I'm enjoying that. But my favorite game right now that I'm playing is probably Hollow Knight. Uh, favorite movie? I guess I'd say, like, Interstellar is probably a safe bet. Yeah, Interstellar is a good one. I've seen that a couple times. Cause that's a super long movie, isn't it? It's like three hours. Yeah, but I like the special effects. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Uh, I guess we can all say our favorite game and movie. We haven't done that yet. Uh, my favorite game right now is probably still doom i like doom and i guess destiny 2 as well i'm still playing a lot of that favorite movie would have to be iron man 1 uh my favorite game probably right now is apex legends most definitely the game is just too too fun to pass up my favorite movie uh i'll probably go with baby driver that was a really good movie uh I think my favorite game, well, it kind of changes. I'll say what my favorite game to watch is right now. I thought it was pretty funny to watch Zach play Tetris 99 and get uh, completely, he choked at the end when he was in the top 10. It was kind of funny. So that was pretty fun to watch. Uh, my favorite movie, uh, I don't know. I watch Infinity War a lot, but it's definitely not my favorite. I'm going to say Blade Runner 2049 is my favorite movie right now. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Good choice. Good choice. Very nice. So can you also quote the first 45 minutes of Blade Runner, or is that only an Infinity War special? Uh, well, let's see. Blade Runner is an artistic masterpiece and very complex, so it's going to take me a little while to do that. Oh, okay. So, I have a, uh, so are you intentionally memorizing Infinity War, or is it just happening along the way? Uh, I don't think anyone ever intentionally memorizes it. It's just you watch the movie so much, and then you and the movie become one. Have you memorized all 14 million versions of Infinity War? Excuse me, that'd be 14,605,000. Yeah, I was about to excuse educate me. this man, but you beat me to it, Zach. Oh, excuse me, Doctor <laughs> really Strange. Marvel nerds over here. How many times do you think you've watched it, Brendan? Um, 17 or 25, it's between that. Wow, that's dedication. You just put it on when you're studying, honestly. Yeah, I guess that would work, because you get the big TV up above your desk yeah, literally so. i put it on and then i get to work and then like the words are just ingrained in my brain so i could just see uh you like hunched over a paper just like reciting lines <laughs> to the paper while you're doing it it was like any other world <laughs> <laughs> doing your math homework reality can be whatever i want <laughs> just like whiting out problems <laughs> i like you <laughs> there has right. to be that pause. <laughs> I like you. No homo. That's in the director's cut. <laughs> Is it really? No. Why don't they put that in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be pretty epic, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. What's the first topic? First topic. Well, it depends on who's starting. Who would like to start? Oh, let's look at the Google Doc. Oh, look at that. It's Dennis. <laughs> Dennis is first. <laughs> What's, What's up, up Dennis? guys? All right. So I guess I'll start with my first piece of news. Respawn Entertainment. The geniuses, I would say, behind Apex Legends. Possible universe brain. Yeah, universe. Big, 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 big old brain. They're actually making a Star Wars game. I 
I think I've read about this like earlier, but uh, it's it, they are the ones behind the new Jedi Fallen Order. Um, it's set to be unreal unveiled in April, and uh, it it is an EA. It's under EA, published by EA. But um, Apex Legends was really good, but uh, Anthem was really bad. So I really hope EA doesn't have any doesn't like take their fingers in the uh, production of this game because that would suck a lot. Uh, well, Respawn made like a whole entire point to not have them involved in uh, Apex Legends. That's why there's no marketing or anything. They literally released it the day of because uh, you can't if you market a game that's going to be free. Obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, microtransactions. So there's no marketing for that. But with an IP as big as Star Wars, I think EA is going to get involved. Um, I would manage your expectations. I mean, Respawn's a great developer, but there's obviously going to be EA dirty, greasy, uh, money-grabbing. Yeah, I'm actually pretty hyped for this game because um, I was really looking forward to the Battlefront 2 um, campaign. I even read the book that came before that, like a like a true nerd. But um, I'm looking forward to this Jedi Fallen Order campaign because... One, it could actually be pretty good story if we're if we're basing this on response history with story. Titanfall two campaign was really good, and yeah. I hope they really make something special out of the uh, Fallen Order campaign because I really like me some Star Wars lore, and I feel like the Battlefront two campaign was pretty trash. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this one, but it's EA. I'll keep my expectations low, but I have faith in Respawn. I know they can oh, do something yeah. good. They're they're pretty good with that stuff. Do we know like what the game's gonna be about? Will you be playing as a Jedi or will you be playing as a uh like a just trooper? So it's oh, I okay I'll I'll go man. Uh, this apparently it's gonna take place um after Order sixty six. So this you're playing as a Jedi that's like ah. survived that order basically. Are you gonna see people from like uh, Rebels like any uh any characters from other shows popping? I hope not. Really? I, I would actually like that. I would like that. I would. I'd actually like that. I thought Rebels was uh pretty cool. I don't know enough about Star Wars to have any opinions, but all I know is that Star Wars Battlefront Two looks glorious, especially if you have HDR playing in 4K. It looks really, really good. But uh, my opinion about that game is that there's too many people in a map, and you just get wrecked instantly by the tryhards. So if they can balance that a little better and keep it looking really good, then I think I would like to play it. I remember I was watching you play a match on Kamino and you're barely surviving. See this guy playing Darth Maul shredding through your entire team and he looks at you and Zach starts running. <laughs> yes, dude. It was so scary. Oh my god. Like you're in that tight little corridor and he's like, it's like his lightsaber just killing all your friends. I was like, oh my god, it's Darth Maul. I was just running, and then he uh, like force jumped and killed me in one hit. And I was like, oh, oh okay, cool. And respawned, and he was still wreaking havoc. I don't think anyone was able to kill that Darth Maul, and he just ended the game for all of us. He was God. Yeah, he was very good. But it makes the game not fun, like especially since there's no rank system. So people who are really, really good just come in and wreck everybody else, and you just have a bunch of little droids running around firing aimlessly into the sky. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Heroes vs. Villains is a fun game mode. I played that a little bit. A little nice. more balanced. I'm big hype for these Star Wars games, because we haven't had a good Star Wars game in like a long time. Probably I think like, Battlefront 2 is playable, but it just it had a really bad launch. Yeah, it was it's it's interesting. But like I'm talking about stuff like Kotor, like Kotor was super oh, good. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So oh. uh if you guys didn't know, Kotor 2 designer, uh he's actually working on Jedi Farm and Order. So you can expect like everything's lining up for this game. Yeah, Big dude. Everything seems that. like Yeah, dude. It seems like everything's gonna be extremely good for this this game. We'll see how it comes though. I, fingers crossed. Is this gonna be an open world game or is it another like match-based game where you just well, join a map they haven't uh released it yet so you know. okay sounds like a we'll minecraft see at ea club. i guess we'll yeah, see at sounds EA. like a minecraft club yeah, or we'll, we'll see at uh april in april yeah brennan bring up brings up a good point why wouldn't you just play the uh star wars mod in minecraft yeah it's the same thing it's good later on yeah yeah why you don't we just play star wars in real life you don't need any other games besides Gary's mod in Minecraft. You, <laughs> you can make you anything. You own every other game after. <laughs> exactly. It's unnecessary to buy more than two games. 
You know what we call that? We call that a pea brain move. Pea brain? No, that's yeah. galaxy brain. No, that's no, pea brain is when you buy other games when you already have those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, you, if you're just playing Minecraft and uh, Gary's mod, that's called a corporeal dimension brain. Ah, uh, I got it, I got it. So I'll just put the uh, God of War, I'll put Kratos skin into Minecraft. Yeah. And then I'll act like I'm playing, you know, game of the year material right there. Yeah, <laughs> so you got to get the Kratos skin. Uh, Brendan already has the Kratos skin, so he's already yeah. happy. <laughs> you need the map. You need, you need someone to recreate the map for you. Yeah, you got to get a free map, and then you need to download some enemy mo mods to mm -hmm. get um, things like that. Like a downgraded wither could be like the dark elf <laughs> flying guys. So they're not quite as strong, but it looks like uh, an elf with the yep. same mechanics as a wither, and it makes the same sounds. You can download a texture pack and then put some shaders on there, and it would pretty much just be God of War. Oh, the ocelot would be uh, Atreus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he wouldn't wolf. talk, so it would be yeah, a lot better. The wolf uh, Atreus. I mean, either way. Does anyone else here hate Atreus in that game? I just I like really Atreus. want to throw him off a cliff. You come around to him. I know you haven't beaten the campaign yet, but you come around to him. He grows on you. I'm at the point where he's just giving me advice on things I can clearly already see. Like, we're, we're walking down the path like, Oh, we need to find the boat, boy. And then you go, and I can see the boat for a good 30 seconds, and Atreus goes, there's the boat! And runs <coughs> up to it like I didn't already see it. And it's just constant, useless oh, input from Atreus. To be fair, he is a child, so. I, I know, but he's just so annoying. I don't know. I'll have to see how it comes out. All right, here we go. Next piece of news. Uh, this is a quick news, Destiny 2. They're getting the new updates. Um, basically, we're moving on from uh black i think the black forges we're going on to the i forget what it was called but there's a new update soon but thing is they they might there's potentially new microtransaction changes so there was this thing in the game called prismatic matrixes which is basically you're it's more or less rolling a die and just hoping you get a good roll but you can the thing about this is that you could actually get stuff for free um, it's like you can get a single prismatic matrix once every week and that was pretty cool so you can just stock up on them and just roll them keep continuously roll them but now they might be removing that and instead adding bundles because I guess players were or they were mad that they were getting bad rolls but kind of weird yeah well I mean that brings up the whole gambling in games argument where if you don't know what you're going to get and you keep getting bad rolls or you're like trying to get this one item you have no way of like basing your purchase on what you want and it's just gambling and they're keeping your dollar 99 or 99 cents every time you do it and when you have a million people all trying to do that it's like a huge money grab and potentially illegal especially if the people playing your game are not of age to be gambling because that's what it is yeah. so they may be trying to address that because that was a big problem with uh battlefront and they got sued over it. Or they almost got sued and then they removed it. I th yeah, basically. I remember the backlash of that game. It was so extreme. There were campaigns for people to email Disney to revoke the license from EA so that they couldn't make any more Star Wars games. And EA had to like had a meeting with Disney about the game and it received like worldwide attention. I think Hawaii was trying to ban loot boxes because of it. I think that was the, probably the breaking point for loot boxes. And now we're seeing a bunch of companies. I think Belgium is now looking to ban loot boxes, or they already have. So I think, I think this is really the uh, catalyst um, for really a lot of change in, in the loot box scene. But I th it, it was also the straw that broke the camel's back. You were seeing you know, so many predatory loot boxes, and just the whole loot box scene had really come to a breaking point. I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather we, uh, see less of them, but they're too profitable. We live in a society. Gamers rise up. <laughs> exactly. I think EA almost did actually lose their license from that, and Disney was like, "Yeah, you you can't do that," you know. And then, on top of that, the whole Star Wars fan base was like, "Ha ha, you can't you can't do that." We're the Star Wars fan base, and then EA was like making no money, so they're like, "Oh, we got to fix this game." Say the Star Wars fan base. Um... What like what they did to EA was good, but like I I don't know the Star Wars fan base isn't exactly the the pinnacle of fan bases. They're kind of uh kind of really toxic. I just stay yeah. off, I stay off R slash Star Wars mostly. Oh yeah. 
any any time you post something about the Last Jedi, oh, instant yeah. downvote, instant downvote. I like that you. movie. They ruined Luke Skywalker. Uh, like, no, dude, it's a good movie. I, I yeah. think it's a good movie. Oh okay, God. I'm glad you guys agree that that was a good movie because I had there's a few people at school who just like they're big Star Wars fans and they they would not let down the fact that the Last Jedi was a terrible movie no matter what you said to them about why it was good and they're like no you you clearly are not a Star Wars fan because if you what were you realize how the movie was shit what do you mean Star Wars what do you mean what do you mean Star exactly. Wars fan means exactly what they think it is in their head, and everyone has their own definition of what makes them a true Star Wars fan. The way I see it, you're a Star Wars fan if you like and appreciate Star Wars respectfully and yes. let other people have their own opinions. Yes. You know? I like The Last Jedi. I like Rebels. I like Resistance. I like The Clone yeah. Wars. I pretty much like every piece of Star Wars content. That doesn't mean that I go around telling people, like, you should do this. You should believe this. No. Let people have their own opinions, man. The only form of Star Wars that I really like is uh, Angry Birds Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I can agree with that. Best lore there. Best lore. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people got mad at, um, like, just, they had theories about Snoke and Rey, who were Rey's parents, what's Snoke going to do? And when other theories, like, came to fruition, they kind of just baby-raged. Yeah, I'm hoping they do something with Snoke, because it's, it's weird that they would have him show up and then just have him dead now. Look so, at I mean, it was like the um, it was the same thing that happened with the emperor in the original trilogy. You remember, he was just in the background for the whole time, and then at the end, they just threw him down a little pit. I suppose. Yeah, I th- I think p- people just really want to know who Snoke was. Well, Ryan Johnson, I'm really happy about this. The guy who uh, directed the Last Jedi, they're letting him have his own trilogy, and uh, like um, Jack, I think Jack was about to say, he's gonna. It might Snoke might be in that trilogy. Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe we learn a little bit more about him. I would yeah. love it if Snoke got his own book. Um, have you guys ever read any Star Wars books? Yes, yes. Yeah. Darth Plagueis is one of the most highly regarded Star Wars books, besides like Heir to the Empire and all that stuff. It was written by this guy named James Lucino, who's a terrific Star Wars author. So I think he should come back and write a book about Snoke. Yeah, a lot of people thought um, Snoke was Darth uh, Plagueis. I, I didn't see that at all. I thought it yeah. was too. I thought it was too uh, obvious. Like it just seemed obvious. like yeah. I did not subscribe to that theory either. I just assumed Snoke was like some ancient Sith that had been around for a while. That's all we really knew. I don't think we know much about him. Well, uh, he said he saw the rise and fall of the Republic. So yeah, he's older. So he's older than the Republic. But he's an old boy. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking. Going back to the idea of EAs being complete idiots. Um, a few while uh, a, bit, a bit ago, they did say how most games nowadays need to be multiplayer. But Sony has proved that completely wrong. Look at all the, the really good games nowadays, like God of War, Spider-Man. Got stuff like Last of Us, Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn. Those are like extremely good games, high quality. And they're all mostly single player. Did you say Spider-Man? Because Spider-Man... <laughs> Also, yeah, that's I said that. I said Spider-Man, bro. That, those are like really good games, and they're all single-player. Yeah, so I really like this. Like, I really love this focus on single-player games. This this idea that we don't need to be playing with each other per se. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad idea to have, have multiplayer. No, I'm just, just saying story. that. Yeah, story, story. That's that's what I like. Story. Yeah, you got to push out some good single-player games in between all the multiplayer, because like. A multiplayer game will never have the story that you can get out of a single player, especially since the way that you play a campaign can change your experience in a game, which I think a lot of people value, which you won't get yeah. out of a multiplayer game. There's a lot of good games coming too. There's uh, Death Stranding going to be coming by, Last of Us 2. Days uh, Gone. Of, uh, go- yeah, Days of Days Gone, Days Ghost gone. of Tsushima. I think I said that right. That looks pretty cool. You're playing as like Got a samurai. Yeah, dude, all those, all these like games in 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 the future, they're all yeah looking really promising. And you know we're gonna get like a sequel to Spider Man and God of War soon too. So is there a God of War sequel coming? There's gonna be another probably. trilogy probably. Nice. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything that happens at the end of the first God of War because I know you haven't beaten it, Zach. But let's just say some things go down. Yes, I've heard. I've actually been able to avoid all the like spoilers, but I know that the story gets pretty whack. So keep playing. I'm keep excited. Playing. I've got um Monster Hunter World I just picked up super cheap at GameStop, seventeen dollars. 
which wow. is nice because the game is still fifty dollars in the PlayStation Store. So I've started wow. that. <laughs> wow, you got a deal. I know. Oh my yeah. God. Good deal. I picked it up and I was like, oh, $17? What is this? Zach added um, again with them deals and stuff. And I, I thought it was like an older version of something and I looked it up. I was like, oh no, this is the actual game for $17. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's not bad at all. Was it for the PS4? Yeah, yeah, for the PS4. Wow. I do want to just point out uh, also in those uh, PS4 exclusive single player games, Bloodborne should be mentioned. Oh, probably my favorite game. Yeah. There's a new From Software game coming out, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes, I'm, uh, yes, I'm going to pick that it up. One. It looks so good. The verticality in that game is yes. so impressive. You know what I'm really excited for? Um, they're probably going to announce the PS5 at uh, PSX. That's like Sony's own little press conference. And uh, it's either going to be this year or next year. I think 2020 sounds like a good release date to release a console. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But uh, I, I feel like Bloodborne 2 is going to be one of the games announced as a day one exclusive. I just, I feel it. I don't know what it is. I feel it. Yeah, I, I had heard yeah. some rumors that it was going to be a 2020 release. But uh, people were expecting them to probably announce it at PSX because they're not at E3 this year. Yeah. So they have enough stuff to announce that they've got their own event. So it's really pointing towards PlayStation 5 for release next year, especially because I think we're getting a new Xbox next year as well, or a couple new ones, one of which does not have a disk drive, which is cool, moving away from the disks. The only thing that's going to do is kill GameStop. So you'd have to wait for sales on a digital game. But there's enough sales on like a PC platform on Steam that you can still get a good deal if you wait for it, so I don't see it being a huge problem. Yeah, I'm just really hoping there's backwards compatibility for this next uh, PlayStation where you can play PS4 games on it. I think they're going to have to do that. The PlayStation 4 has been out for long enough that people have so many games for it. Yeah. Um, like the PlayStation 2 and 3 were, I believe, a little bit closer together, right? Yeah. Their releases. And they didn't make a ton of games back then either. So, but now, like everything, there's games here and there and everywhere. And the PlayStation 4 has been out for, uh, I don't know, over five years, I think, at this point. So, if they don't have backwards compatibility for the 5, I think people are just going to keep buying the 4s until they stop making games for them. Big oof. Big oof if they do that. Yeah. That would be a bad move. How do you feel about backwards compatibility? Not through, um, not through discs, but like through your, through like the online library. So if you own it online, then you can play it on your PS5. Be a little more practical, I guess. Yeah, I think if they don't charge you for it, that'd be fine. Because like yes. the PlayStation Two right now, Two and Three, if you have those games, you can't put the disc in your PlayStation Four, but they offer you the huge convenience of purchasing it online as a digital copy. But it's like, I already own these games from years ago. Why do I want to buy them again? You oh, Zach, you're, you're forgetting about the monthly subscription service you have to pay as well. <laughs> oh, that's right. Play PlayStation Now on top of PlayStation. Oh, my God. Yeah, PlayStation Now is like $25 a month, isn't it? It's stupid. Yeah, it's uh, honestly, you know, that's one thing where Xbox is beating Sony, where they actually have backwards compatibility, and they add more games to backwards compatibility every other um, month. So it's pretty big. Right, and even if you are buying the Game Pass, I think it's still cheaper than PlayStation Now. Yeah, well, Game Pass is its own separate thing because you have to you have to pay for uh, Xbox Live as well. Well, that's what I meant. Like, you have PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live, and you have PlayStation Now and Game Pass. Game Pass, I think, is cheaper than PlayStation Now for the game streaming. Oh, oh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is by like I think five dollars a month less, and you get games on your Windows computer with that which I think PlayStation offers, but it's less of a streamlined system. So Xbox has got it there. The PlayStation 3 is where it was at when you could do all that for free. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, looks like Dennis has got one or two more. I got a few more. All right. So there's currently, I saw this today, there's currently a game that's listing on Steam called oh, Rape Day where you control a menacing serial rape killer rapist during a uh, zombie apocalypse. So this is like pushing visual novels to the extreme right here. And it, the fact that it's on Steam is kind of worrying. Uh, so are you like committing rapes and stuff in this? Or yeah, is it apparently. Like your backstory and now you're surviving in a zombie apocalypse? Uh, apparently you can, you, you, you're a serial, serial k- 
killer rapist. So you do all those kind of things. You kill people and you rape them too. So uh, I don't bad. know why this is. Uh, yeah, this is really bad. I don't know why it's on Steam. It's... I feel like this is probably one of those things where it's like when they released uh, the game Hatred. Oh, yeah. Uh, where you basically decide that you don't uh, you don't like the people that you live with anymore or you just want to go kill a bunch of people. So you go out with your machine gun and you just kill like women and children and murder them in the street. And it's wild, but it was released for shock value. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I uh, I just read a uh, report that one of the reviewers for the game said I learned that because the game contains sexual content and content that may be illegal in some countries, the review process may much take may take much longer than expected. <laughs> He's still playing it. But- <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's such graphic content in the game that it's going to be banned in some countries, which is not surprising. It should wow. be banned off Steam. This sounds like yeah. a terrible Honestly, idea. It just seems like a cash grab at like Shock Valley. Like, oh my god, there's a game called Rape Day. Oh my god. Well, that's the whole thing with Steam where there, there was like a bunch of games that people had brought up. They're like, oh my god, this is not supposed to be online. you know. And Steam was like, well, if we start censoring the games like this then we're going to have to censor all these other games and we're going to have to start deleting games and taking money away from the creators where like games like this like rape day are going to ruin like the whole platform where people who are making legitimate games that may have questionable content but aren't like intentionally evil like this are going to get hurt so steam was just like you know we're going to stay laissez-faire and not filter really anything so they don't really have like terms of use, I don't think. I don't think you run into a slippery slope fallacy here because basically it's it's pretty obvious that this is an unequivocally terrible idea of a game. <laughs> well, yeah, but you get into the situation where you're going to have the crybabies coming out like, well, you banned this one game, so now we want you to ban all of these games that don't fit into our idea of what should be online. I feel like everyone can agree that this that this game should not be on Steam. And well, I don't know. Yeah. Steam has guidelines, and I'm pretty sure this breaks all of, like, literally all of them. So, guys, I, I have a quote. I have a quote from the developer saying, uh, "The developer explains that they removed a baby killing scene to avoid being accused of including content oh that exploits my God. children." Oh, so <laughs> bad. No. Wow. Uh, how much are they trying to sell this game for? Uh, it's hasn't been released yet, so. Oh. Okay. Jesus so they're just trying to Christ. drum up the shock value as much as possible before the game eventually get banned, gets banned before release. Yeah, I think the thing with Steam is like they're just not going to ban it. They're probably not going to do anything about it because although, yes, like this is an extreme situation, there are going to be people that are like, well, now that you're in the banning phase, these are our demands and we're not going to shut up. Yeah, so, sometimes they don't have to listen to those people, though. They can just ban this game because... <laughs> just, I mean, just... if someone's gonna argue, hey, why did you ban Rape Day? I'm like, well, uh, why did you think I banned it? <laughs> well, it's gonna be like the bad PR, where you see it all the time. People bring up questionable stuff, and if a company does nothing about it, it says something about the whole company, and then you, then you have more people who are like, oh my god, this company supports these things. And it's like, no, we don't. We're just not going to try and filter content from creators and it's just not going to be good so i don't know maybe they will remove it but they didn't remove hatred and they didn't remove a lot of other questionable games just because they're like yeah it's not our job we're just a platform for people to host their content so if you don't like the game don't buy it you know the reason to use Uplay. yeah so i don't know i like steam's uh ideology so far but i wouldn't be against them removing this but if they don't i can understand why they wouldn't because they're just going to get a bunch of crybabies screaming about other games yeah um okay let's just end on a, on a, end on a good note yeah so uh the new cyberpunk 2077 game um it looks really good so far and apparently the witcher 3 director you know that witcher 3 game that really good game that came out um the director has now joined the cyberpunk 2077 team so we can look forward to another really good game. Yeah, Cyberpunk is actually being made by the same studio that made. Uh, yeah, I know, but like. They yeah, I know. The the de- yeah, I'm just saying the developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Very also nice. Showing this game off at E3 2019. I'm I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead of myself, but 
it's oh, kind, no, of, it's, kind of tangentially related. I'm ex- I'm so excited for this. I'm like it's crazy that re- they released like a 48 minute demo, and that demo oh, yeah. looks so good. Yeah, yeah. honestly though, I, yeah, I was watching it with uh, Dennis. Too. It looked pretty impressive. Listen, I uh, definitely I'd recommend getting this for PC. Your console will be able to run it. Obviously, they'll have to tone down some things, but you'll be getting such a good experience on PC. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, especially if you've got like a multi-monitor setup or like 4K um, thing, because I think consoles are still locked at 30 FPS. Am I right? Uh, not sure. The PS4 Pro supports 60. Does it? Okay, so that's good. But I know. So yeah, I think uh, stuff other than the Xbox One X and probably the PS4 Pro are not going to get 60 FPS. Yeah. So I'm surprised they're able to fit 4K on the consoles. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's very a... cool. Their limitations, that was very impressive. I think their benefit is that when you're developing a game for, the say, the PlayStation 4 Pro, you know exactly what hardware they're running on. So yeah. you can optimize, really optimize for one system versus optimizing to run on everything, but which is why there's a divide gonna... between console 4K performance to price to do it and the price to play 4K on a PC is because the optimization is for a blanket running on all kinds of different systems versus making it really good for one set set of hardware. Yep. <laughs> I think that, that that's all for my news. So, whoever wants to go next can go next. Can I uh can I get to my uh, Galaxy's Edge news? Get back to some Star Wars geekery if you guys are okay with that. Sure. Fire away. Go ahead. All right. So, Disney are loving overlords are creating a Star Wars theme park at Disney World, I think. And it is a whole area of Disney where you can experience the Star Wars world in the real world. And they're setting it um, in Batu, which is a planet in a wild space. And the specific setting is Black Spire Outpost. So this is a, a location we've previously seen in uh, the book Thrawn Alliances. But now we're actually getting the whole thing as a park, as part of a park in Disney. Um there's going to be a bunch of attractions for this. There's going to be two rides. Uh, one of them is going to be Smuggler's Run, in which you um, you and four other friends uh, pilot the Millennium Falcon through a uh, AR experience. So that sounds like a lot of fun. We we, get, we guys we can all go and uh, pilot the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yeah, that'd be epic. So it's like <laughs> nice. similar to the what am I saying? The Avatar ride, but it's you're saying it's interactive. Yeah, so there's you um you can have two co-pilots, um so Zach could be a, Zach could be a pilot, Dennis could be a pilot, and I could be an engineer. So there's two pilots, two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. So I guess that's six people, but they they said five, so I guess there's an extra spot in there. But it sounds like a lot of fun. A quote from their uh, their website. Um, Smuggler's Run is also pushing the envelope. A motion simulator attraction. It's con- controlled completely by guests, and its effects are rendered in real time on Unreal Engine, commonly used in video games and mixed reality experience. They're using a multi-projection system, and the amount of screen space that they have to fill for the cockpit, they're actually um, they're using Disney's Imagineering um, team. So this is the same type of people that are doing all the CGI for um, you know the Disney movies and oh. the live-action movies. So there's going to be some pretty impressive effects. Yes. There's also, um, apart from that, there's the Rise of the Resistance experience. So this there's this whole notion that you can go around the park and it's interactive. You can complete missions for the Resistance or the First Order, or you can actually complete missions for local crime syndicates. And I guess, um, I guess there's some kind of reward for this. But um, there's going to be a ton of other stuff, like uh, shops and... Um, interactive experiences it's going to be a cantina where you can get alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks that's going to be pretty cool and there's a there's a gift shop where you can actually buy your own lightsaber so it's kind of like that harry potter experience when you go to get your own wand um you can actually buy a lightsaber there sweet so is it they'll customize it for you as well and it's not just like i want the green one they'll probably they'll probably like have well-known lightsabers like obi-wan's and darth vader's and luke skywalker and probably Probably Kylo Ren's lightsaber. They'll probably have some really popular lightsaber designs, and I assume this is all meant for kids. But I'm definitely going there to get myself a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same. Well, same. If you know Disney, they're going to have like the kids stuff, but then they'll have like the $500 really cool lightsaber that 
that you can buy as well. I'm going to go to the canteen and get some death sticks. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that understood that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm really interested in this. There's also going to be some tie-in comics and novels. Um, there's a tie-in novel, a couple tie-in novels. Uh, one's written by Delilah Dawson, who for my Star Wars fans out there, you will know wrote the book Phasma, which I thought was pretty good. Um, it's called Black Spire. So this is Black Spire Outpost. So it is a tie-in novel about the outpost in which you are visiting. Uh, there's, a, there's another novel set in the same um, setting. It's going to be good. And there's also a series of tie-in comics that are going to tie in with these. So I'm really interested. Hopefully I'll save up. I'll stop being broke at college and I'll go to Disney and be broke from having too many lightsabers. Yes. Yeah, that's that's definitely a better alternative than just being broke from college. If you're going to be broke, you should have a cool reason why you're broke. Like a lightsaber. Yeah. Why don't you have any money? Well, instead of money, I have this. Oh, good, good, good investment. Good investment. <laughs> any thoughts, guys? I think it sounds cool. I'm excited because um, at our school, the seniors get a trip to Disney. So you get... Or at least last year, you got a three-day park hopper pass, airfare, hotel, and food for like 600 bucks. So if that's still the same deal when we're there, I'll definitely be taking a trip to the Star Wars thing, which is in, uh, it's in MGM Studios, right? The back end of that park. I'd assume so, yeah. Yeah. I think when I went there a couple of years ago, the, the park was very small because they, they were working on it in the back and you could see all the cranes and stuff. And they had a mural on the wall that said Star Wars coming soon. Uh, with kind of like a picture of what the park might look like. So I assume even three years from now, that'll still be hammered. Because when we went to the Avatar place, it was like the busiest part of Disney, aside from the Magic Kingdom. It was wild. And that's been open for a few years. StarWars.com reports that uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens in California's Disneyland Resort in summer 2019 and in Florida's Walt Disney World Resort in fall 2019. So yeah, it's pretty soon, pretty soon. Very nice. Sounds really good. I'm hyped. I am hyped yeah. too. You guys want to fly the Millennium Falcon? Yes, we should yeah. all do that. That'd be great. Uh, I still think my favorite park is Epcot. Have you guys been to Disney? What's yeah. your favorite park? I'd say Epcot. Shout out to uh, Never Been to Disney Gang. Hey, actually, I think I might have been. I just don't remember. A <laughs> <laughs> small child, small child Disney experience. It's good stuff. That's weird. Do you guys ever think about that? Like your parents do cool stuff for you when you're a kid that yeah. is like a cool kid memory and then you grow up and don't remember it? Yeah. It's like kind of a waste of effort, isn't it? When they could just have you at home eating a graham cracker and you wouldn't know the difference. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's like a certain age where you shouldn't take your kid, but still have a good time either way. So that's what really counts. Yeah. I think like after age 10, you'll pretty much remember everything. Before that, you kind of get like little memories here and there. I went when I was like 12. 12? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good age. <laughs> that was a good age. <laughs> There's not really any stress when you're 12. That's true. No. There's plenty of stress when you're in college. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's go. Get midterms coming up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. All right. So, uh, all right. We want to talk about Anthem crashing PS4s. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go. Pretty I'll epic. So. Yeah, pretty much just Anthem is a super unstable game. And it's been uh, not only crashing itself, but fully crashing um, PS4s. And I saw the other day it's been bricking some systems as well. Uh, just It's just really, really bad. Um, it kind of reminds me of No Man's Sky when that first came out in 2016. That was a very unstable game. And not so much for the, the PC. If you had an okay computer, you could run it. I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it on my computer. It was a little, uh, the frame rate was low, but I didn't experience any system bugging, like breaking crashes. So that was good. But PlayStation players had crash after crash after crash, and it was not good. They didn't break any PlayStations, which I guess Anthem's losing to them then. But they fixed the game. It's really good now. So hopefully Anthem can come back. Uh, they're offering refunds for people that have had their PlayStations crash. And, uh, yeah, really just not what we expected to come out of Anthem. So instead we have Apex Legends, which dropped right around the same time with no warning. Hey, let's go. Apex Legends. Um, oh, I, Dennis and I were actually talking about this at lunch the other day. Their map was leaked over a year ago, and nobody cared. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, it was. 
the entire map. I looked over it, and I played a lot of Apex Legends, and it is the <laughs> entire map. It's everything. Like, I recognize it. I'm like, oh my god. If me and Brennan studied this earlier, dude, we would have known where all the good drops were. Oh my god. Literally every day. <laughs> yeah. So this, this guy on Reddit, like a year ago last summer, posted this thing. He's like, oh, here's a, uh, here's a leaked possible upcoming Battle Royale Titanfall game. And it, I think it only got like 14 comments and everyone in the comments was like, oh God, I hope not. I don't want to play yeah. this game. It sounds stupid. You're lying. This is fake. And then recently when someone had dug it up and they were like, wow, guys, you remember this? They contacted uh, Respawn and they were like, oh, did you guys know about this? And they were like, yes. And we were so glad that nobody cared. It was like, <laughs> and now, now that post has like 58,000 upvotes and a bunch of comments and people are like, oh my God. So I thought that was kind of funny when I saw it. I was just kidding when I was uh, saying this game was good. Guys, that was a joke. Just a prank. It's a prank, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, prank. I, I actually like the game. Please don't, please don't take my comment for truth. Let's see. I got some tech news. You guys ready for some tech news? Yep. Let's go. All right. Tesla. We got like news from Elon Musk every week. That guy is on a, uh, he's on a roll. He's like, yeah, butter. Guys. So, he actually laughs at dead, uh, drowned deers. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, why my dolphin not working? I'll... Yes. Uh, for those of you who haven't, for those of you who haven't seen it, Elon Musk uh, did his part and hosted meme review for PewDiePie a little bit ago. The video is called "Will Smith Hosts Meme Review." Uh, the title may trick you, but go watch it. is It's pretty good. He hosted it with Justin Roiland, the guy who is in charge of the creation of Rick and Morty. So both of them together were pretty good. But yeah, so Tesla, they just recently had a price drop and a new model released. So the Model 3 standard range is now available for a low, low price of $35,000, which is um, it's still a lot, but definitely much more affordable than Tesla's in the past were. They also did a price adjustment on the rest of their models, the Model X and the Model S. And for the most premium models, saw up to $30,000 in price reduction overnight. So, as you can guess, people who have not bought a Tesla yet are very happy about it, and people who very recently bought a Tesla are not happy about it because their resale value is up to thirty thousand dollars lower than it was when they went to bed that night. Um, so I saw in, uh, I believe it was Taiwan, there were a bunch of people that like squatted up to a supercharging station and they were protesting, and, like blocking it off and like demanding that they would do something about it. So I don't think they're going to. I think more people are happy about it because they can now buy it than people that are upset. And for the most part, if you just bought a Tesla, you're not trying to sell it. You know, you buy a Tesla because you want to drive it for a long time because you see the value in not having to buy gas and the smoothest ride and the fastest and safest car. So I don't think it's a big deal. But yeah, if you were kind of seeing it as an investment that you could sell in a couple of years, it's worth a lot less now, which is kind of a bummer. So. Shout out to those people, RIP your wallets, because you could have waited a week and saved 30000 <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things that a lot of people were saying that like these people like put up signs all over the Tesla dealership wall. They said, don't buy today, buy tomorrow at a discount. So I think they kind of blew it out of proportion a little bit. They just, Tesla's still a new company and they adjusted their pricing to match kind of what they've been working on. They went... The way they did it was they went fully online. So there's they're not going to be selling cars at the dealerships anymore, but you can go and maybe like do a test drive and then you buy it online. Um I was reading an article from I don't remember quite where it was from, but they're saying that going fully online is not going to make that much of a price difference. So not only did they adjust the price to where it should be, but they also had the online thing so it piled up to be more. But for anyone looking to buy a Tesla, that's good news. Also, more two more Elon Musk newses. The Model Y is coming on March 14th, which is their mid-sized kind of SUV. It's going to be kind of like the budget Model X, I guess. It'll be cheaper, a little bit smaller. Uh, we don't know about range yet, I don't think. And then sometime in the next couple of years, we're supposed to see the Roadster, which is going to be a $250,000 supercar 
which goes 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds and has a max range of 620 miles on a on a charge. So that thing is going to be a beast. Um, uh, really excited to see it once it comes out. I'll have to go to the dealership down in down in uh, Boston to go look. Maybe I'll sit in one. Be like, hey boys, I sat in a quarter million dollar car. That'd be cool. Take a picture. Same battery technology that they've been developing. Yeah, so they they um they're working on compacting the batteries, making them not smaller but the same size with more capacity. And they they've recently purchased a battery manufacturing company so they can build them in house for cheaper. That again lowered the price. So yeah, they've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. Along with that and the solar wall or the solar roof and the power wall. So you can get a big battery for your house that gets filled up by your solar panels. And then like if you buy the, the solar panels, the power wall, and a Tesla, not only do you have free power for your house, but you make enough power from the solar that you can charge your car for free and you never have to buy gas, nor do you need oil changes, um, you know, transmission fluids or anything engine related to be done on the car. So it's a big, big upfront investment, but you can pretty much go off the grid once you get all of it, which is really, really cool. Any thoughts on the uh, Tesla stuff going on, guys? Yeah, I love these uh, these cars. I'll never be able to afford. <laughs> hey, I'm actually uh, I'm actually donating to the uh, Zach Tesla fund. I gave him like twenty five cents. Oh, it's a uh, official fund, huh? Yeah, official fund. Yeah, you brought him like uh, you brought him eight percent closer to his goal. Twenty five cents. Let's go. The only feature I want in these new Teslas is whenever the Tesla detects that it's about to hit a pedestrian, it automatically starts blasting, here comes the sun. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as soon as it detects a uh, pedestrian, it speed up at the wheels, but uh, n- never mind. <laughs> a little crazy. I was like, Go a little bit faster now, boys. What's Tesla going to do? <laughs> sun, 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 here we come. Yeah, that solar technology is crazy. I was going to say the Tesla Twitter page had a funny thing. They said, step-by-step guide to parking a Tesla. Step one, initiate auto park. And then it just, it was a video of a Tesla parking itself. It was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, other Elon Musk news, SpaceX Crew Dragon. That was a pretty big thing on the news the other day. Uh, they launched their first, there was nobody in it, but their first kind of rocket capsule that could hold people. And they docked to the ISS autonomously, like by itself. And it was a success. So it'll be there for three days. And then it's going to come back. And they're, I guess, getting ready to potentially host a manned uh, manned mission up into space again. Which will be really exciting because that hasn't happened for a while. As we know, he's also working on getting people to Mars. But that's further off. Did you hear about Canada partnering up with, the, uh, with NASA to uh, build a space station to orbit the moon by 2026? Oh, really? I did not hear about that. What is it... Yeah. Uh, Canada is investing $1 billion in NASA so that we can build a space station that orbits the moon. Very cool. What are we, what's the goal of that space station? What are they going to do with it? Um, I think they just, I think they want to start um, colonizing the moon, which I think is a smart idea. Basically, if you're able to start colonizing the moon, you have a launch platform that's, you have a, the escape velocity is much, much lower. So you have to use much less fuel to get off the moon. And then you can just, you know, shoot yourself to mars really quickly so like yeah the space station's going to be kind of like a hub for while they're working on that yeah nice i think space colonization is going to be super dope i would move to another planet see what else we got soundcloud we got some soundcloud news for all you uh, soundcloud rappers out there you can now get your music onto apple and spotify directly through the soundcloud platform which is really really cool they don't charge distribution fees and they're not going to take any cut of the monetization. You do have to have one of their pro accounts, but if you already have one, um, it's a free upgrade. So they're going to just be bundling it right in with those. Um, so I think that's going to be really cool. I saw an interview with the CEO of SoundCloud and they were like, oh, you know, what's, is, are you trying to be like a record label or are you trying to be like, is this like a wake up call to other people? He's, and the guy was like, no, you know, this is just, we really believe in our creators and we want to give them the best platform to get their music out there so this is what we're doing so i think it's really cool nice yeah so that's i don't know if it's out yet but it's definitely coming soon if it's not already available uh we have the ryzen 9 3850x is leaked from amd 
as you guys know, for the last couple of years, they've been pushing their Ryzen processors, which are actually competitive with Intel for the first time in probably about 10 years when they first launched. Um, the leak right now is not confirmed, but there's a leak for a $560 CPU that has 16 cores and 32 threads, which can boost clock up to 5.1 gigahertz out of the box without you manually overclocking it. Do we have a base clock? Base clock is 4.3. Nice. I think that could be totally wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't have the the um, chart anymore. But it was it was a respectable boost or base clock as well. Um, yeah, so if that's true, it's going to be really good, especially for that price. And then other leaks included 12 and 8 core CPU pro offerings. And if you buy like the current i7, seven, I don't know what they're calling it, but the, the ninth generation Intel i7 comes with 8 cores and 8 threads. And it's, um, you know, overclockable, your typical thing. It costs about $330. Rise, uh, the new Ryzen leak is suggesting a 12 with similar clock speeds. So, you know, it's all going to be down to the, the per core performance. That'll be really cool if it's true. And then we have anyone with a Samsung phone. Have you guys used Goodlock, uh, Dennis and Brendan? Not a clue. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> so Goodlock is a customization app that comes out, which allows you to kind of like further enhance your always on display or really customize your lock screen or just like small tweaks that can make it nicer to use your phone. So. As of right now, there's not a version of that app available for Android version 9. However, there is one coming on March 8th. So just three days from now, we'll be able to use that again. It'd be cool. Or if you haven't used it yet, you'll be able to try it out. Interesting. Yeah. What else we got? Yeah, pretty much it. We got, oh, Google camera for the Note 9. There's a leak. Not a leak, but a cracked version of Gcam available for the Note 9, which does have night mode enabled. I uh, downloaded that the other day. And it is truly glorious. Uh, Dennis and Brendan can attest to that. Yeah, dude. That was freaking crazy. So, uh, man with a pixel already knows this, but we had, had Dennis standing in the hallway with all the lights off. And there's no windows in this hallway, so it's pretty dark. And he did, like, a peace sign next to the wall. And so I took, like, a regular picture without night sight. It was totally dark, as you would expect. And I turned night sight on. And it was, like really grainy but it was as if there was lights on and you could clearly see the colors of his shirt and the peace sign on his fingers and the you know shadows and stuff in the hallway it was like what if you had taken it on a phone from like 2009 but it does work and it's really cool yeah it was crazy looking yeah looking forward to new ryzen processors looking forward to testing a little y and yeah there's always all nice. kinds of crazy stuff going on so we'll have to see what happens next week zach how are you gonna get subs in your uh, model y Oh, I can make it work. Trust me, they've got two trunks. There's plenty of room. All right. <laughs> All right, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. What's Go up, ahead. boy? What's up? What's What do you got for news? Oh, I have a bunch of movie news. Uh, so today is March 5th, and we're three days away from March 8th. But uh, And March 8th is the day that Captain Marvel comes out. Been pretty excited for it. The trailers have been really cool. And uh, today, the review embargo lifted, uh, so we got to see what the big consensus was on the film. And it scored a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it, that was when it had 60 reviews. And now it's up to like 130 reviews, and it just went down 5 points, which is pretty impressive to have that many reviews stacked on and still like keep that like same range. So it's looking like this movie's going to be really good. Uh, I know we're actually going to see it a day early because we're going to the Thursday premiere night, so we'll get to see it a little bit earlier. I think they'll be giving out posters as well. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really good film. I don't know what you guys think about it so far, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, dude. Big hype. Looks like a really good... Sounds really good. I'm also very excited. I'm looking forward to it, but I've heard that there's like... I've heard there's some massive spoilers no spoilers. out there. No spoilers. Yes, no, I was actually whoa, about whoa, the whoa. segue. Uh, I was telling... Thank you for bringing that up, actually, because uh, I was gonna—I was about to say, uh, apparently, some crazy stuff happens in this film, and I—I've uh, been staying off Twitter, I've been staying off Facebook. Uh, I really don't want to get spoiled because I was able to not get spoiled for Infinity War, and that was really crazy to experience that in theaters. So if there's like another thing that's well, obviously it's not going to be as big as like a thing that happened in Infinity War, 
But if I can avoid spoilers, I uh, I'm going to do everything in my power too. Yeah, I was I was just about to say what you were gonna say. I don't know anything about this movie except for the cast, but like yeah, I heard some crazy stuff goes down, so I can only speculate like what's gonna happen. Like if it I... has anything to do with Infinity War or anything to like any just some crazy Marvel shenanigans, but. So I already ex- I I explained my theory to Dennis and Zach, but I think uh, the big twist, like the end credit scene, uh, the whole movie. Ba- well, let me give it a little context. The whole mov- movie revolves around uh, these scrolls that can shape shift into like different people that like the um the planet they're trying to infiltrate. No, so they can shape shift into different humans. I think the end credit scene is going to be revealed that like one of the main characters we've been following for a little while throughout the uh, MCU is going to be a scroll. And I think it's gonna be War Machine. I already, uh, uh, that's who I think it'll be. Have you seen that video, the Scroll War Machine? Yes, yeah, that was a really good video. Is that Nando V Movies? Yeah, he makes really good, uh, good content. Did you yeah. see his uh, Superman rewrite? Yeah, I did. Oh, I liked his Justice League rewrite. Yes, I don't know why DC hasn't hired that guy. He is literally perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. That's true, actually. I mean, he's able to hindsight, yeah. But I I do agree with that theory that um, Rhodey is the uh, war machine. He just his facts and his uh, reasoning are really good. It would explain like the casting change pretty well. I mean, they could definitely like make a joke about that. <laughs> I feel like Tony would have noticed if like his friends started looking very different one day. Oh, that's right, because Iron Man one had a different guy. Terrible. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I just really want to see how. Uh... Wow, Nick Cage. Nick Fury? Nicholas Cage. Nick Fury? <laughs> Nick Fury? I want to know how Nicholas Cage lost his eye. I that's what I think will happen. Um I remember in Winter Soldier, we were watching Winter Soldier the other day and I pointed it out to you guys. Uh he said the last time I trusted someone I lost an eye or something along those lines. I think we're going to see his eye get taken out this film. Yeah, he's going to lose his eye while he's trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Nicholas Cage oh my is in God. The MCU. I've heard a lot of speculation that Captain Marvel's going to get snapped in this movie, but I don't really buy into that theory at all. Oh, no. that That's a stupid theory. She's going to be in an uh, Endgame. Yeah, she's yeah. confirmed for Endgame. Yeah. In yeah, the promotional I... art, too. She's, like, in the promotional art for Endgame right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, when we saw Avengers Infinity War and Doctor Strange said, uh, we're in the Endgame, I said, oh, there you go, boys. That's what they're calling Avengers 4. And nobody believed me? Well... Yeah. Right. I just guess, guess what I Avengers know. Four is called. The <laughs> only reason people doubted you is because the uh, the directors actually came out and said, "Oh yeah, our title is not something that was said in the film." And I kind of knew, like, no, there's no you gotta call it Endgame. Because <laughs> you know what they did in uh, Age of Ultron, they also referenced the Endgame. Yeah, it's been said a few times. Like that up yeah. there, that's the Endgame. Yep. I think that's what Tony says. Ah, oh, perfect title for the final Avengers movie with the original cast. Could yeah. not be given a net better title. I guess there was. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just oh. want to talk about a little funny moment. There's a internet scooper on Twitter, and he got re- he was like, for the past couple months before the trailer release for Endgame, he's like, the movie's not going to be called Endgame! It's going to be called Avengers Annihilation! And then when the trailer came out, he started blocking, like, hundreds of people. <laughs> it, like, really just damaged his whole credibility, because, like, for months, he's been like, guys, you guys are idiots if you're going to think it's a movie called Endgame. Maybe they just titled it that to make him mad. Yes. Oh, I, I, I think that's the perfect theory. <laughs> wow. Like the Russos just saw this idiot and they're just like, nah. <laughs> I wouldn't I'm put it past to ruin him. This whole man's career. For a practical joke. Oh my god. Yeah. He's a big meme now. <laughs> nice. But you were um, right, Zach. You were right. You're right. I was. I know. I was uh, like, oh, guys, there's no way they're not going to call it Endgame. Uh, especially uh, our friend Justin was like, there's no way. That's a stupid name. They're not going to do it. Hey, bro, you know, uh, haters going to hate, you know? Uh, we also, speaking of Captain Marvel, we have another Captain Marvel trailer, but it's not from Captain Marvel from Marvel. It's uh, Captain Marvel from DC, but uh, he's called Shazam. And Shazam oh! trailer 2. Yeah, Shazam trailer 2 was released yesterday. Not a lot of buzz was surrounding it, I guess, but it's uh, picked up. It's now in trending. Uh, it looks really fun. Uh, I think Zachary Levi, the guy who's playing Shazam, he's really like 
uh he's really gone into the role of like a kid being a superhero being all grown up it looks really funny like it's gonna be a really funny movie um i just want to point out there's a scene where a bus falls off a bridge and instead of shazam flying up to catch it he stands under the bridge and catches it and i'm gonna just i'm just assuming all the people in that bus died because there's no way they survived <laughs> the impact of getting yeah. caught under the bridge instead of him flying up so i'm just assume all those people died when he caught the bus uh, I just want to point that out. That's probably going to be a big plot point in the movie. Uh, also, there might be a possible Superman cameo in the film because uh, Superman and Shazam are kind of closely tied in the comics, and I think Henry Cavill would love to come back to make a little cameo as Superman. So I think that'll happen. Didn't he say he was done, or am I mistaking him with Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Uh, it hasn't been outright said. I the only reason why I'm saying cameo is he's filming the Witcher TV series for uh, Netflix right now. So I don't think he would have enough time in his contract to like do an actual movie, but a cameo could totally be doable. I thought we did lose Superman as well. They lost Superman and Batman. No, it's 100% confirmed Ben Affleck is not Batman, but we don't really have a confirmation towards Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that was a couple months ago we had heard. It was right around the same time. And they said, oh, we may need to get a new Superman. And by the way, we need a new Batman. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Big they, uh... They are not happy with what uh, Batman v Superman did, I guess. So they're trying to just do a clean slate. But honestly, Henry Cavill—he, I feel like he was born to play Superman. He just—he plays the part. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, they find a way to keep him. I think also, DC just needs to stop constantly rebooting their series. It's—it's it's not working. Speaking, uh, yeah, speaking of movies that should stop rebooting their franchises, X Men: Dark Phoenix is going to be coming out. I have absolutely no interest in this movie. I think it's literally a cash grab before Marvel gets the rights back and makes a really good X-Men film. And I might not even see this movie in theaters. I'm going to keep it real. Damn. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I'm probably literally going to do the same thing. Yeah, I was kind of hyped for this movie. But, you know, I saw the trailer and I was like, why does Mystique's makeup look so bad? (laughs) Yeah, they literally spoiled major plot points in that trailer, too. I don't know if you want me to point them out, but anyone who's listening can watch the uh, can watch the trailer. It's pretty spoilery. Let's. Uh, I haven't seen the trailer, so what goes on in the trailer? They 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 major spoil they spoil a major death in the movie, and um, they kind of tell you it. It looks like a recreation of X Men Last Stand, which is kind of confusing. I'm just I I don't even know why this movie exists to be honest. They should have just ended it with Logan. That's another movie I still need to see. Oh, you haven't seen Logan. No, I have Logan, but I've never watched it. Oh, it's so Watch it. Yeah, Logan was really good. Uh, so I know we're past the gaming news, but I have a little thing I want to talk about. Uh, do you guys know what Evo is? Yeah. yeah. It's a fighting tournament, and uh, fighting game tournament, not a fighting tournament. I mean, probably some of the people, if they get salty, they'll fight at the tournament, but it's a fighting game tournament. Uh, there's just some big highlights. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, a game that's been out there for... The, the roster for a long time. They took that off in favor of a new game called Under Night in Birth. It's another fighting game. It's um <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a new game coming out and um you know it's it's very uh I we we still have Smash Ultimate. Smash Ultimate is still there. But we don't have Melee. Uh I think it's just they want to like try and move on from Melee, I guess. Cause they have Smash Brothers there already and they might not want two representatives. I mean they're both very different games. But I think they want to switch the focus to Ultimate, if that makes any sense. Hmm. How do you feel about that, Dennis? Like, uh, Melee not being at EVO. Dude, it, Melee was so pivotal to EVO. I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, Ultimate is good, but... Yeah. Like, discarding Melee and, like, some piece of trash is... <laughs> some piece of trash! Oh my <laughs> god, the shade. The shade. <laughs> Wait, so I love uh... Melee, dude. Is this another Super Smash game? An older one? Yeah. Old, okay. old one, yeah. Melee was really, like, it's, it's old, old. It's, this is, Super Melee competitive. Was, yeah, Melee was when, like, people start, started, like, understanding that there's, like, mechanics to the game and started actually going to tournaments with it. People started, like, actually training hard in Melee. U2King, you know? All those yeah. people. Yeah, the, the classics, dude. Now, uh, listen. I'm not really that torn up about it because uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is still gonna be there, so you know. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, bad. you know. Yeah, I know. That. Like, Me- Melee is just really old now at this point. Like, it's it's really good, but I... 
Listen, I, don't know. I guarantee you they're going to bring it back next year and the hype is going to be crazy. It's a marketing it, tactic, pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just translate are just uh, transitioning to Ultimate because I think a lot of the uh, yeah. um, mechanics in Melee are in Ultimate. I, I think Ultimate's really fast-paced, but I, I feel like Melee has some real moments that are just like... I don't know. It's it's kind of unique to that game. Yeah, but I feel like Ultimate just has like it's up, it's up, it's definitely an upgrade. Oh yeah, no, I I'm not doubting that. I think Ultimate is just such a good game. Got them, I you know, like me, I I spam grenades and snakes. <laughs> you know how it is. We fit trainer. That's my main guys. Y'all already know. Well, that was uh, that was all the news I had. Yeah, I think we've all gone through all of our news. We're just about at that time, a little bit over, but that's okay. We had a lot of good stuff today. Any final comments before we want to say our goodbyes for today? Uh, not really, no. I don't got anything. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning into episode four of TMI. We're going to be back again next week. Uh, special thanks to Jack for coming on. Uh, yeah, thank you. We, we may see Jack again in the future. And uh, yeah, this is TMI. Peace. See ya. Bye. Yellow.